0: Right, welcome back. I am visited here today with the most amazing coach, Dia. My name is Adam. I'm going to be the host of this show. We're on our third episode for Rough Sketch to Final Draft. For all of you new listeners, thank you so much for being here. We love you and we thank you. As a polite reminder, we are building up a small following, so thank you. And we send our love and our gratitude for that. Just remember to like. And share and subscribe. I cannot tell you how many people have been reminding me to say that. So please do that. I know that it's a helpful reminder as we're growing. We're very uh, grateful that you're here listening either on the podcast or here on the YouTube channel. Um, Though enough about the intro and this wonderful uh, start to the show, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to my amazing guest for today. Coach Dia. So please tell us a little bit about it yourself and let's, uh, let's dive into this amazing topic of mindset over materialism.
1: First of all, thank you so much for having me be a part of this incredible journey, your wonderful podcast. Congratulations. Um, I know that it is something that um, is needed. You know, mm-hmm. I hear your voice on social media and you have a tremendous impact in the way you deliver your messages. So it's a pleasure to be here and I'm honored to be a part of it. So um, as everybody had heard, my name is Coach Dea and I am a women's empowerment coach, marriage and family and divorced women's coach. I work with uh, men, women and couples. Um, I also am a uh, trauma healing facilitator. I am the creator of the My Second Chance course and it's a course that was created for women to find themselves Um, and you know, show up as the people they want to attract in their lives in any area when it comes to relationship, whether it was a romantic relationship, to improve the relationship with family members or co-workers, just in the world in general. Um, I'm also the, the host of the award-winning podcast, Love Most, the podcast with Dea, which is an inclusive platform that allows me to connect with people from all walks of life, whether they have a service, a product, a book, anything that is impacting their world or their community around
0: them.
1: Mm. So that's, that's who I am.
0: Phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So again, to our beginning audience and for anyone listening in the future, we wanted to start this channel off right, with some of the most powerful and empowering women that I've ever had the opportunity in my life to meet. This journey has introduced many opportunities to connect with just life-changing experiences, life-changing individuals and individuals who have made such an impact on hundreds and thousands of others and will continually do so. And um, again, I'm honored and humbled that you are here and that you're with us and that we're getting a chance to do this uh, amazing conversation today. So to start from there with the long list of amazing um, Abilities, and we'll link all of those things down below. So, just to anyone listening and anyone getting a chance to watch you on YouTube, I'm getting used to kind of uh, speaking to both audiences here. We'll have the links down in the description below. So, if anyone wants to be able to find her, we'll also touch on these things right before we end the show one more time um, to make sure that those all sink in well. Let's go ahead and kind of pivot into our um, topic for the day about mindset over materialism. I think it's a good one to wrap up with. And the way that I've been kind of setting these up is that it'll be a show with a guest and then myself on the topic and then a show with a guest and then myself on the topic and wrap that up in four chunks as months go by. It could not be done without you. It could not. So I'm grateful that this is the opportunity that we have. Where would you like to start in that sense? I was going to say intercede or begin or go on a pathway with the idea of the power, how the mindset really does make an impact in the lives and the development um, of our lives and definitely kind of steers us away from the materialism and the, the pitfalls there, especially in your experience with your line of work. Let's go ahead and start that direction.
1: Well, it is a very um, interesting thing to talk about. One, because I believe the mindset is the means by which we define the path that we want to cross, the way we want to navigate life, um, our mindset will define that journey, Hmm. right? So meaning if you are, if you have the mindset of success, abundance, joy, love, you'll most likely gravitate towards those things, things Hmm. that resonate with those topics. Hmm. Um, I believe that mindset affects us in every decision that we make you know it is where our perhaps even our identity stems from the mindset that we carry or maybe the mindset we have is a consequence of our identity i mean i'm trying i haven't decided which one comes first however having them be interwoven not only with the way we think but with the way we walk the way we act the way we perceive others and the way we perceive life events now When it comes to materialism, I, for one, I might be one of those people that don't believe that materialism is necessarily a negative thing. Materialism can be a byproduct of a mindset. Hmm. And to be quite honest, materialism, even in the setting of abundance, right? Because we are not sure how we acquire that. I mean, does, does anyone wake up and say, I'm materialistic? I don't know. Perhaps someone who is viewed or perceived as materialistic might be someone that have come from scarcity in mm. the past and then have achieved success because they had a mind of success. And now they're able to collect the fruits of their work. Now, mm. to someone on the outside that may look like, oh, they're materialistic. They have 10 cars, uh, 20 houses, okay. you know, a house in Italy, and they dress very fancy. But to mm. them, it may be, wow, I came from nothing. And now I have all these things. So is materialism a perception of what other people are doing? Is it a concept? Now, we know materialism in itself is, is an expression of an excessive, right? When someone has excessive um, uh, possessions. Right. Um, I heard someone say to me, you know, there was this man that I know that has two huge boats, yachts, and nobody is in them. It's literally sitting in the ocean parked and he has people to come in and clean and make it perfect, but no one is there. Not even him. Is that excessive? Well, to me it is, but is it to him? Or is that a marker of his success and his hard work? So materialism to me is more about perception. Hmm. Are we perceiving someone in that way? Because I do believe that the the measure, the, the, the measure of success, the measure of achievement is very personal. Now, Abundance to a person may look like it's it's everything that I'm provided for. I have everything. My needs are all met. That may be abundance for someone.
0: Yeah.
1: But to someone else, that may not be enough because yeah. it is tied with their own definition, their own mindset for what success actually is. And it is different for different people. I heard uh, one of those, uh, what's his name, Tony Robbins say once that he had two clients that had completely different mindsets about what success was. The one that we thought was successful, the one that people would say, oh, that man is successful. He has the houses, the the marriage, the family, the cars, the boats, everything. But he was asked this question, do you feel successful? And he Mm -hmm. said, no, because I have everything. Even I've considered my life a happy life, but I cannot achieve the perfect BMI. He spent his entire life struggling with his weight and he felt that he wasn't successful because even though he had everything else, he still couldn't achieve that one thing. Now, the the other client was a mailman, somebody who had worked all his life, had a simple life, and they asked him, do you feel successful? And he says, I do. And they asked him why. And he said, I feel successful because I, I get to wake up every day and have a roof over my head, I have a job, I have a beautiful wife, have a great life, I'm not sick, I have my health, I am successful, you see? And so is it that I was speaking about the measure of something, right? The measure of achievement, success is a very personal experience. So I think that when when we are talking about mindset versus materialism, I think it's more of a point of view. Than mm-hmm. anything else, from where we, right from our point of reference, this is what it looks like. Yeah. So I still gravitate towards the concept that materialism is more byproduct of, of perception, and I mm-hmm. think that everyone has the ability to define for themselves what mindset is, um, what is their measure of success, what is their measure of achievement, yep. what is the measure of where they find their identity. And only that person
0: can decide that for themselves. I like that. That's powerful in the truest sense. To literally have anyone who's listening in the sense to take themselves back, take ten steps back, humble in that regard, and realize we're in competition with ourselves on a daily basis, not with X, Y, or Z outside of us. And the measure of real, true success, even in a material sense, is really what you're advocating. As long as I'm tracking with what you're saying here mirroring it back another way for the audience to hear is to literally understand that it's always where we are with ourselves. And that when we really kind of project the negative stereotypes, the um, stigmatisms and that type of thing about material possessions, kind of comes more from an internal view that we're all really working with. And whenever we point that finger, for anyone who's watching the video, they'll be able to see there's three fingers pointing back at us, where there's one going that way. We lose three to one. So it's really We're trying to be better for ourselves. And someone who came from humble means might be satisfied with a loaf of bread on the table at night and a humble car in the garage where someone who maybe had a little bit more needs to have the Ferrari. And that's okay because that's their journey. That's powerful. That's really, really powerful. I was, um, while you were going on, I was reminded of the storyline of The Count of Monte Cristo. And to anyone who's read that one, it's a phenomenal book. The uh, humble main character, Edmond Dantes, he has a very proclivitous friend um, who is a little bit more on the upper side of things in French elegance and all that kind of stuff during that uh, regal time, during the Napoleonic Wars in the book, um, named Fernand. And Edmond Dantes is a lowly son of a fisher, and he got a small, tiny wooden horse that his dad carved for him. Well, Fernand got an actual pony from his father. And Edmund Dantes, though, when he got his, he loved it and ran through the streets and the cobblestone. You could hear his pitter-patter as they write about it. And he's excited that he got his, his one made from his father, where now Fernand was envious of Edmund, that he was loving the gift, even though he got a real pony. This one was more meaningful in that sense, because it meant something to him. So materialism in that regard might be about the fact of us actually getting a chance to look at how much of a blessing we are giving to ourselves and to others. That's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. What are some of the the tools and some of the suggestions as we're kind of going into this um, that you suggest for any of our listeners and maybe some of the things that you dive into amazingly with your clients and the different array of Um, Services that you provide, of course, a a large, large net there with what you are able to do. What are some of the things that you suggest for individuals to really capture that uh, mindset and to look at things from this more deep, I would say more um, authentic and altruistic kind of view in that regard? What are some of the advice that you would give so they can help themselves with their mindset?
1: I think ultimately is, you know, I think life is actually a process of self-discovery. Until we really truly find ourselves, do we really know um, anything else? Are we able to grasp the things that are aligned with us? Because truth be told, you know, there could be a number of things that appear to be wonderful, but they may not work for you. You know, all that glitters is not gold, right? And that's to say that sometimes something that may look great externally may still not resonate with what's in line with your purpose or aligned with you. So the, yeah. the, the objective is to find, know your identity. Many people may say, I don't know where my identity comes from. I don't know if I have a purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. That's true, a lot of people are going through that. And some people, I think, find that in, in, in their jobs or, or in their daily lives, you know. But I think, again, that you have to be willing to, at some point in time in life, make time for that. Make time to find you and yeah. everything else will follow And that's a good place to start.
0: I love that. Purpose. There, there's the purpose. Um, the beautiful book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, anyone who gets a chance to Google that one, forgive me for not knowing the offer offhand. And then um, Simon Sinek, absolutely phenomenal book and great speaker out there in the world, Start With Why, is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, it's beautiful in the sense of literally finding that purpose. The purpose drives the passion in that regard into life. And that ties in a little bit to a conversation that if anyone would like to go find that you and I had a little while ago, is that correct? Yep. Um, From there, as far as it goes for understanding kind of an aspect of where we might want to have a viewpoint of some of the individuals who will be popping on here looking for kind of the structure of what it is that we do structure of what you do as a um as a coach what are the aspects and the steps that maybe you can suggest and maybe refer um for anyone to at least start looking into themselves and learning about themselves on a deeper level so like as you were saying before with the two different clients that even tony robbins was speaking about in in your example can find some sort of um depth and fulfillment inside of themselves what are some of the things that you suggest um
1: well, personal work starts with the concept of self-care, right? And I always like to say that self-care has, you know, four distinct elements. We are very familiar with the physical aspect of self-care, right? In, in society, it's not uncommon to, for people to have hobbies or go right. get a massage. Right. For women, it's like, we're going to go get a facial, a manicure, a pedicure. And I know men do that as well. And that is wonderful. I love the part of self-care that's physical. But then you right. go into the aspect of choice. And in choice, you make a conscious decision, intentional effort to find, to seek deeper. And Mm -hmm. that starts with either a conversation, depending on what your needs are, and everyone is different. Some people prefer to find a counselor or a therapist or a coach like ourselves, right? That are perhaps a little more into strategy, strategizing steps of going forward. I personally find that, that very helpful. I've done tremendous training in, in or have had even on a personal level therapy of different um, uh, backgrounds. And, and I was able to actually figure out which one felt that worked best for me because I hear a lot of people saying, well, I did therapy, but it didn't work. Well, it yeah. might, or, might have not been paired up with the right therapist or the right counselor or the right coach. You really need to be an advocate, an advocate for how something resonates with you and, and try it out. You know, it's really just much like anything in life is about trial and error, and yep. you do have to feel comfortable. You know, uh, when you're when you make a decision to peel peel off those layers, you better make sure you're comfortable with the person you're doing that with. Uh, very, very important, obviously, to look for help with people that are equipped to help. That's why I always think in terms of choice. Make sure that you are, um, you know, working with someone who is trained. Yep. And the third aspect of self care that I talk about a lot is really important, particularly for women, because we have trouble saying no. And it's uh, self-preservation. And at any level, at any relationship, when you come to the place that you really need to set boundaries for yourself in order to put yourself first, but not from a selfish perspective, but from, from a perspective of, you know, I need to make sure that I am aligned with my purpose and with the things that resonate with me. So self-preservation, the place that you come to get, become comfortable with saying no, or setting new boundaries, You know, the place that you get to actually unlearn some things and you learn new things, a new way to behave, a new narrative, a new outlook. That way you can clearly express and identify when something does not resonate with you and it be totally okay and peaceful. Say, no, this doesn't work for me and move away from the things that are not aligned with, be, for example, an old habit, or an old group of people that you used to hang out with that now no longer serve that new season in your life and to be perfectly okay parting ways with the things that don't serve you. And last but not least, but not least, I like to encourage people to look for a tribe and that, that's your support system. Now, you may already have a coach or a counselor. Those aren't with you every day, but you know it's great to have a group of people that are like-minded. Now, people that are like-minded don't think exactly like you but they have a certain rhythm about the way they live their lives and and they are there for you to support you, not to judge you, to hold you accountable when you're struggling. And I also have found from my own experience that when I did that, when I looked for the group of people that I felt resonated with me, and it doesn't have to be 30 people, it could be two people, it could be one other person, it could be a group of friends in your community, um, it, it could be a decision to reach out and be a part of something that you're not comfortable with but nine times out of ten you're going to find that when you allow yourself to be helped you're going to feel encouraged to help others and then eventually you know i think a lot of people are uncomfortable with asking for help Mm -hmm. but if they're given the opportunity to help others Next time they need help, it's going to feel okay. Well, I was there for them. That's okay for them to be there for me. As a matter of fact, my dad told me something that really stuck with me. Um, And I try to teach that to my kids. Um, I find that young people have trouble asking for help. They feel like, well, I don't want to bother them. And I said, you know, the biggest gift you can give someone else is to actually let them in. The best kind of friend is the one who lets you be there for them. Why? Because it makes them feel valuable. Um, You don't know if on the day that you let someone, maybe even a stranger, help you with something. And you say to them, hey, thank you so much for helping me. And that person's day just brightens up. You don't know what they're going through. You might be changing their minute, you know. So I loved the idea of tribe for that reason. Because we learn how to accept, how to exchange uh, in times of need most people are comfortable exchanging something when they can give something, but they're not able to take, they're not comfortable taking the help or the advice or the support in times of need. And that really shouldn't be like that. So I believe that those four steps to self-care, you know, that new awareness, that new rhythm, that new dynamic where you get to allow yourself to be a part of something where you know, you have to grow. It is a, a moment of, uh, call it consciousness for a lack of a better word a lot of people are walking around asleep you know immersed in their either jobs thinking that their identity lies on this or that or this possession or that possession because society says so um but you know wake up wake up and find yourself
0: grow the awareness get the perceptions awakened in that sense wake up i love that and that's to the point about the materialism, about how society, and this is never going to be anything uh, in any shape or form about any form of you know politics or, or anything like that. It's just the fact of where the world is. If we were back in ancient Rome, do as the Romans do. If you're actually in, back in ancient Egypt or Babylon, there's certain prerequisites. There are presets in a society. If you're in a village of only 20 people, there's going to be expectations and a social norm. In, in which the way we live in the West, in the present time, in 2023, the world has certain parameters already established. So I think in our coaching practices, um, what we're alluding to really out there for the audience is the fact that we know that they're there. The constraints are there. What we do as coaches and what Dia is obviously advocating for and what I'm 100% on board with, we're on Team Dia right now, all the way, is the idea that literally we work through that on the mindset part is that it's a challenge. So the biggest thing of it is, is whether or not it's happening to us or whether or not it's happening for us. If we go back to the BMI situation and you have a personal trainer that you go see on the Friday and he has a huge obstacle course, or she has a huge obstacle course set up for you inside the gym. You don't look at that as, Oh, he's doing this to me or she's doing this to me. It's, Oh, they took the time to set this up for me. They want to see me get stronger. They see the challenge And they want me to rise above the challenge. So as coaches, what we do as advocates for humans and for the growth of the human spirit and the human soul is that we are absolutely 100% aware the challenges are there. The point is, is that we want to be there with you to the point where Dia is mentioning the tribe, where you feel safe genuinely in a collective area. Sometimes that isn't family for people, right? In the truest sense, sometimes family isn't where people feel safe. I mean, has that been true actually,
1: years too, right. Yeah. I'm very glad you brought that up because that was a point that I wanted to make that I actually forgot. And that is when you, when you get to that place where you're looking for a support system, yeah. okay. Your best friend loves you, loves you, your family, lo- they all love you, but are they equipped to help you? Yeah. And sometimes what happens is when you start to share your struggles. They end up resenting you if you change your mind, you know, so be very cautious about that, because what we don't want to happen is have you be in a in exchange with a family member or a best friend that I think it's wonderful to have a best friend, to have someone you can count on, but they're not always equipped to help you. And what ends up happening is we go into the stage of what I call toxic venting. You stop venting in a toxic way. It's just a repetition, repetition, repetition. You don't grow out of that space because the person obviously wants to give you the opportunity to speak and share, but there is no movement. There is no shift. And that's why it's okay to talk to your friends, but make sure that, you know, you get to a point where you start saying, well, how can I move from this? What can I learn from this? What am I gaining from this? Um, You know, one of the questions that I was asked when I was doing my own personal work was, My coach asked me if if nothing changed, right? In five years, actually, the first question was if everything changes, who are you going to be in five years? Now I was really struggling, finally, to find my identity at that point. Had been this is years ago, and I was going through a hard time figuring out my purpose and all of that. And 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 he asked me, if everything changed, and you had everything that you wanted and everything that you deserve, what would you be like? And I had no idea what that was. But it was easy to say that if nothing changed, I I already knew the answers because it had to do with the things that were happening in the present moment. And it was easier to stay in this place that I was than it was to see myself in a different place altogether. So you need someone who can see that and impart to you the things you can't see for yourself. I would have stayed in the same way, in the same state of mind because I didn't even know what it was. I knew I needed a different life but I had right. no idea how right. to access that. And this is why it's important to work with someone who is
0: equipped to see that and guide you through it. I love that. Because otherwise we, we risk the idea of being in a comfort trap. Right. And our friends are going to love us and our family is going to love us as well. I know that for not all listeners, is that always the case? You know, I've had my ups and downs too. And so is the, uh, we've, we've all been in that spot. At, at the same time, it's when our when we have loved ones around us, they mean well and they're accidentally. Allowing us to continue on down a path which is not really serving us because, again, the tool set is not necessarily within us all. We weren't taught this stuff in grade school, not in high school. Usually, you don't go to a tech school or trade school, and certainly not in college. Um, These are specific skill sets and tools that you end up acquiring by doing a lot of the groundwork and doing as Thea has been suggesting this entire time, really figuring it out from life experiences. Some of the, the content that, of course, that she has on her Instagram is absolutely inspiring and moving because she reveals a lot of her life story. And for the sake of time on this particular episode, and we're going to have you back again and again and again, hopefully in the future, we lovingly say, um, we'll share more of that. You're welcome to share it today. I'm just saying it for the sake of the audience and the fact that there is plenty about this wonderful woman that she has been through an amazing journey of being able to find the strength through the life experiences that she has gone through and that there is wisdom in every single inch of it. And there has been ups and there has been downs. And she has found the strength within. She has had amazing mentors. She has. And she took the time to make sure that she was investing into herself with that and investing in those mentorships. The growth capacity is huge in that regard. Mindset matters more than anything else. It literally will bring forth the manifestations of life in that regard. That's the reason why this mindset over materialism has been the original starting point of the genesis of this, um, this beginning growing podcast, this this movement in the regard from uh, me transitioning from just Instagram through support, through Dia and through wonderful individuals like Lulu. Um, this is a huge point about it. I have now been able to myself humbly now just taking a moment and being vulnerable with you and the audience been radically changed by you and lulu in general like coach D, I can never thank you enough like just the advice the conversations that we've had you're inspiring it's moving just being able to connect with you and it really comes into that that circle of the tribe that you end up finding in life and it, it's almost like you fall on it in the truest sense i humbly say that i did and and has that been a, a experience for you that you would like to expound upon as well is that when you're going out there looking for your tribe, do you really find it? Does it find you? Kind of walk us through that process and, and just, you know, for the sake of the audience, go ahead.
1: I think it's a combination of both. I mean, first of all, before I even go into it, yeah. likewise, you know, I think that what I saw one of your posts, I resonated with the energy you can tell. I mean, it's amazing that there was, there was, Pre-pandemic, there was so much criticism about social media until it became the only means of communication, right? The only window out, the only way to see into the world in a time of so much unknown and distress, and the whole world was freaking out, basically. But we were able to find that connection. It goes to show you that we are meant to connect. We are meant to be connected with others. And, And everybody found that way and and i saw one of your for whatever reason one of your uh, reels popped up on my feed and of course i reached out we collaborated with with a topic and and then as we exchanged some ideas and we had some conversations you know you realized that i think we are souls alike there are a bunch of us walking a similar path and perhaps in another life we walked and knew, but it's almost like it's a is it a place of recognition? It just feels like I recognize this person. I recognize their soul in some way. Uh it, it's just something you say or 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 what you convey in your own messages on Instagram would absolutely touching so many people. So I believe that it's a combination of both. Is it that we attract? Is it that we we go after, we we pursue it, we seek? I don't know. I think it's again. Find you and once you figure out what that is, it's almost as if doors will be open. You're gonna find the right video, the right podcast, the right feed will something's gonna pop up on your feed, you're gonna find somebody's gonna recommend a book. That process of healing for me came from that mindset. Once I understood what I deserved, even if I didn't know how I was gonna get it, somehow it landed on my lap. It was amazing. I started connecting with people. And to be quite honest with you, I had no idea I was going to be a coach. You see, when I started healing my own personal journey of healing, it it had to change my mindset. First of all, I needed to create a new narrative. I need to have a deeper understanding about myself. And because I was coming from such a bad place, dealing with depression and PTSD, I stumbled upon a lot of things that I didn't understand. What I thought was anger was actually grief. And it took me a while to get a hold of it. Once mm-hmm. I understood that what I was going through wasn't contempt and anger like people were describing, uh, because it, it showed up as a reaction, the way that I was living, the way that I was relating to people, I said, oh, OK, so if, it's a, if, if it is actually grief, I'm grieving something, I'm grieving a loss of something, Then, then that thing has passed. And once I got to the point where I understood it passed, there was a place of surrender, of acceptance, that it was finished and then i could now start anew and i when i felt when i embraced the opportunity to start anew even in the unknown i was faced with this one question that literally knocked me knocked my socks off as they say it was when my coach asked me if i knew what i had done or not done to get to the place that i was you see that whole time i thought something had been done to me
0: yeah
1: then i started to understand that wow, if I really think about it and look back, most of my storms were self-inflicted. Now, what was my role in my pain? Hmm. And when I was faced with that question, I remember expressing that moment to a few of my friends and they said, are you crazy? Like, you're now saying that it's your fault? And I said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about blame. I'm talking about having a part, choosing on how I took part in this life up until now, whether it was subconscious Or not. And when I started to understand how I took part, then it was clear to me that I deserved better, Mm. that I deserved different. And so instead of saying things like, well, I love how everyone takes the best of me, but they don't want all of me. Changing Mm. those words and saying, wait a minute, I gave the best of myself, knowing that possibly people wouldn't take all of me
0: Mm.
1: because it was not up to them. You see, it was up to me to take all of me in, everything that I was, own it, earn it, and not depend on anyone to define the person that I came here to be. And once I embraced that, I started looking at the things that I deserved and everything shifted. And then I thought, wow, now that I know more, right? I I started studying, I took a course, I went and, and completed Kingdom School of Ministry, although I did not become a pastor, I Took a, took a course in marriage and family counseling. And, and then I started taking other courses and learning more and expanding. I wanted to expand my knowledge of what was human nature in the realm of relationships. And then I started saying, how many people would benefit from here in this? How can I help people? How can I connect them with what I have learned? Because I found the value was because the value wasn't even about the knowledge. The value was about surrender. Mm -hmm. And so when we surrender to the truth, you know, when we're willing to take a look at ourselves from a different place, now with a new set of eyes that is all about accountability and responsibility, we are bound to shift.
0: Powerful. Really. So find your you. Just to recap, find your you. Take an active role in your healing process. What role are you playing? And be active. Start playing the character live in your own healing process instead of just being someone in the stands watching what's taking place inside your life. Take an active role in your healing process and surrender. Those are three powerful tools. I love that. Okay.
1: And you know, and one thing that I like to add is that because I know a lot of people aren't going to wake up and say, oh, today I'm going to heal. You know, most people are like I was. I yeah. just didn't know where yeah. or how or who or Correct. I just knew that I, I right. needed a different life. So it's yeah. not going to look like that. Everyone is going to have a different journey, you know, mm-hmm. on how to get there or how they feel about it or how to go about finding those answers. Um, one thing that was very, very life changing for me was when I thought of um, mindset and I'm going to, it's going to sound like a contradiction, but it okay. was the aspect of being yeah. insignificant. Mm. Now, I don't say that to mean that we're not important. Right. I feel that all of us are in some way replaceable, right? Yeah. All of us are replaceable. And this is why you show up the way you do. You see, this yeah. is why you show up with a desire to leave a mark with right. the desire to make a difference, because even though we all can be replaced, no one can do it the way you do. We are unique. We're given that identity. When we come into this earth, we're given that identity. That's why your mindset is very important. The mindset of uniqueness, that there's no one like you. That because we are in some way replaceable and we can be viewed as insignificant, right? That's that that does not mean we're not important. Right. We are important. We are vital to the puzzle. Of humanity either within the communities we're in and unless we feel important you see we can't wait for someone else to tell us who we are right because what happens is if you're waiting to find to have the mindset of identity from a place of identity but you're expecting your neighbors or your community to say who you are trust me nine times out of ten people are gonna tell you who you are out of their own lack or their own fear, or they don't even know who they are themselves. So now they're telling you who you need to be. Don't wait for that. Go after it. Pursue. Pursue your own, uh, whoever you are, whoever you're going to be, whoever you came to be here on earth, you know, find that. Find that. And you will know because it will feel like, oh, I made it. I arrived. You know, meaning that it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if there is a pandemic. It doesn't matter if there is, you know, a falling out on a relationship, you're still going to know that the path that you're on is the right path, even with all the struggles. A lot of people think, oh, because you feel like I've arrived, everything is perfect. No, it's not. It's Mm. just that you've managed the imperfections in a different way with a different mindset.
0: There's always so many good things that come up whenever we have a good chat. Like just the, the opportunities to actually have, In-depth, life-changing moments, in the truest sense for anyone, they're going to come up when they come up. And sometimes dramatic apathy is the only time that really stirs people into a whole entire dramatic moment, that something dramatic changes in your life and the shift has to take place. So if everyone who is listening is at a spot in time, and I will eventually always come back to this in some form or another... If you found this podcast, if you are falling upon this YouTube video, at whatever point in time in your life, it happened for a reason. The same reason that Dia and I got a chance to connect. She's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I started my life a long time ago on another continent. <laughs> so things connect us when it's supposed to. If you're here and you found her or you ever find me and you find us, it's for a reason. So you're welcome here. And wherever you are in your journey... If you've been looking for that aha moment, that moment where it's the the spark, the I'm done with it, never again moment is is near and dear if it hasn't already happened right now. I have humbly accepted in my coaching journey Dia that I'm transitioned. Simple as that. I I never think in that regard that someone's gonna be my client or someone that I'm gonna oversee for the next twenty, thirty something years. I have accepted humbly that You found me when you're at a transition, transitory spot in time in your life. I am a part of that. I am happy to be here. And I want to do what I can with you in the moment and send you on your way to the next amazing mentor, leader, however that's going to work in your life. And in that sense, um, as you were touching on some of those things, it, it really is about the fact that the transformation is vital in life. There was a story that I was reminded of. I was at a business conference um, just to tie in and share some of these things. Ah, this was thinking back now about eight years ago. And um, this was in my corporate life. And there was an amazing, powerful woman there. She was the CEO of the company. And I won't say any names or anything else like that. Just she's amazing. And she's changing lives and everything else like that. And um, this was in California. And I got a chance to have an opportunity to have a luncheon with them afterwards, as you do sometimes in the corporate world. And we sat down with her and people were asking her all these different kind of questions. And, you know, how did you become this? And how did you do that? And she had mentioned 30 years previous to that day that she was doing the interview. That Now we were sitting down having lunch, you know, five minutes after the, the interview and the, the talk was over. She had asked her husband for $35 or whatever it was in the kitchen to go buy something. And her and the husband had a discussion and a scuffle about money. And it was at that moment, dear she said to herself, never again, never again will I ever have to ask for money or assistance from anybody ever again. And it radically changed and transformed her outlook, her mindset. She started thinking about her. She started growing herself. She got a whole bunch of books on business and marketing and everything else like that. And here she is now, the wonderful CEO of a company, less than 10 years later, 30 years down the road, making talks and getting paid multiple thousands of dollars to be there for an hour just to grace us with her amazing wisdom and presence. So if any of you are listening, just understand that there are real life moments that don't necessarily have to be this. You were standing at the airline saying goodbye to your love or it. It doesn't have to be the moment of the movie cinematic thing. It could be as just as pivotal as a conversation between a loved one in the kitchen about groceries. That will be the click that radically changes your life. You'll never know when it's coming, but it's coming. It's on your way. And if it isn't clear to you right now, it just might be in your blind spots. It's okay. If you don't know what you don't know, that's all right. Keep growing and you'll learn more about what you don't know. It's a beautiful, humbling experience and you'll keep on learning more. It's the greatest thing about it. As I mentioned on the last podcast, we don't know everything as coaches. We don't, none of us do. We don't have all the answers. Like Socrates, the wisest man in in Athens, thousands of years ago, said he was the wisest man because he knew that he knew nothing. (laughs) So We as wisdom givers are really here because we've been in the muck. We've been down in the dirt and we found a way to pick ourselves back up. This amazing guest that I have, Dia, has all those skills and more. So in that sense, that's one of the reasons why having a great conversation with someone who has the skill set, has the patience, the tenacity, and the ability to articulate it, lovingly and from a, a safe space of understanding to walk you through it slowly is one of the most amazing experiences ever. So this is just kind of a, a spot where we get a chance to pause and collect as, as we're, you know, halfway through our, our hour and 15. I just want to have the chance to kind of have the audience have a moment to just, you know, circumnavigate some of these thoughts in that regard and just um, process some of it. But it's been an absolute pleasure. In this, in this journey of this conversation, even thus far. So as far as it goes for the next half hour that we have left together, um, what else would you like to add about mastering a mindset um, towards life and growth and personal development in any shape and form? And this is an open conversation portion. You have carte blanche. How would you, how would you like to um, add anything more to this wonderful conversation so far? Please, dear, go ahead.
1: Um, well, because since you added this this little um, piece about the lady that became a CEO out of a moment, right? It, right. Everybody has right. that moment, with, which I call the edge. Yeah, It's an edge. It's where you get to that place of no return, the edge. You said, oh, I'm not going that way. And we sort of take a step back and, and everything plays out. And you start yeah. to see with clarity what it is that you need to do to achieve what you need to achieve. now. Some people experience an experience like that, a trivial conversation in in their kitchen. Some might go through a traumatic event. Um, But I believe that one of the most powerful things that we can experience Mm -hmm. is the moment that we realize that the only control that we have is how we take part in life Mm -hmm. and that no one, Mm -hmm. no circumstance can decide that but ourselves. So when I think of mindset, what keeps coming up to me is, it it is a place of ownership. You have to decide, Mm -hmm. you have to decide that no matter what it takes, you're gonna find that place that you're going to find peace, uh, clarity, and wisdom. I I posted a question on my my, uh, Instagram today, and it was about, if I had, if you had a magic wand, what were the three things, and you only had three wishes, what would be the three things that you would ask for? Mm. And I had asked a couple of people in my surroundings to see what people would say, um, and I was so surprised to find that a lot of people wanted things that the money could buy, mm. and and I thought interesting because I chose the things the money couldn't buy.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was thinking in terms of the things that the priceless things, right? And then the changes that I wanted to make were about, there were big, bigger things, much bigger than myself. You know, I wish I could change, um, you know, world hunger. Yeah. And I wish that I yeah. could change. In other words, making changes that would make a shift and an impact in humanity. Um, mm. Because I knew that using those three wishes for things that were trivial didn't advance me as a human being. Yeah. It only kept me yeah. as a person. You see, there's a difference between being a person and being a human being, right? And making an impact in the world around you. This is why when I created my podcast, I was so passionate about... Fin- I didn't care your if, what your, your uh, spiritual background was, your race or your ethnicity. I really wanted to speak with people that had in some way impacted the world around them, right? Yep. Yep. And um, when I spoke about the edge before... I had that experience a couple of years ago when I almost died of COVID. And it was weird because that wasn't a pleasant experience, to see. That wasn't a fun experience to go through. And it was so difficult that I learned, I came out of it with my soul on fire. Not right away. It took a while to get my bearings. But yeah. even though what happened afterwards was wonderful, I don't know if I would want to go Ever experienced that again? I really was literally left traumatized, but at, that was the edge for me. The point that I realized that we have no control, even when you make certain decisions to live your life a certain way, there will still be times in life when you know you can only make the decisions that and in, in the way that you decide how you're going to take part in life, everything else is up to God. Yeah. So, and even for people who don't believe in God call it the universe, whatever you call it, you know, because I know people believe in different things. We're including everyone here. It's not one thing or another. It's right. whatever resonates right. with you, of course. But um, I think that the person that you mentioned, you know, she had that moment, that edge that said, okay, I am going to do this, 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 and this. And this is what happened to me. I After that experience, I thought, wow, I... I can live angry, I can live sick, I can live, or I can take this experience and embrace the rest of my life. Because yeah. to me, even yeah. though there was sickness and trauma, there was also a second chance. So I decided to look at it from a different place with a different set of eyes. I said, Deya, you are given a second chance. So look at that second chance. Don't look about how much it hurt, how horrible it was and how scary it was. Look at how... What else was on the other side of it and why not why I was going through it, but what was I supposed to learn? And the moment that I started, again, grasping that concept again, because, you know, I go in and out of that. uh, We all do. um, You know, I just thought, wow, this is it. This is the gift. That was the gift. That was what I was meant to see. That there is more. And unless I'm the one who decides to be the co-author of that journey, you know, yes, there is destiny. Yes, there are things we can control, but we take part. We literally choose how to take part in every life event that pertain to us, including our own pain. So it's very important to have the mindset that embraces a part of not having control, but also a part that says, you know what, even though I may not have control, I can still choose how to take part going forward, always taking steps forward.
0: Okay. Keeping that forward flow, never stopping, never stopping, surrendering even to the flow, to the forces of nature as it goes. I touched on this on one of the other episodes too, in the sense of um, when we come down here in the universe, we don't get a chance to say, I'll take four summers, only two winters and all the rest springs, right? Like it's said, you come into this universe the way that it is, and you deal with the seasons that follow each other. I mean, if we get a chance to create our own universe, you we can create it however you want. Any of you listeners out there, create your universe however you like. In the meantime, fall follows summer. Winter follows fall. And spring is the perfect place to follow after winter in that regard. So in that sense, there's a moment as we're mentioning here, that is just the demarcation that was before and then a change happens afterwards. And it's like the seasons of our lives. And that's, it's an interesting thing in the mindset of um, conversations as far as it goes for coaches to coaches. And that's why I was so looking forward to having this beautiful conversation with you is there's so much wisdom and so much experience and so much that I always just humbly get a chance to learn while we actually even chat um, in any capacity, let alone for the audience's benefit this time as well. Graciously thank you again is the fact that we are faced with this question often. If we compartmentalize the actual coaching call, if we look at it as data instead of actual literally verbatim points, if we look at it as data chunks on a board. Right, if I could put this on a whiteboard behind me, maybe one day we'll 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 have enough money for that in the future, folks. So keep on liking and subscribing and um and send all the love to Dea. Um, in that regard, it comes down to the fact of it would literally look like this. They call and they ask, help me change my life. X, Y, or Z circumstances are here. We say, we will help you in that regard. And that's going to happen when the client says, and they say, when is that going to take place? When is that going to take place? Right. So it's an A, B, C. The answer always comes back. When you change, that's when your circumstances will change. When you fundamentally change your mindset, when you fundamentally become aware of the things that you weren't aware of before, your blind spots now come into focus. And not that all of them go away. It's not that as soon as one blind spot is, is figured out, then now you've got the answers to the universe and the hands on the crystal ball, and you got the universe by the control strings. It's really the fact that literally change takes place in your life when we change. And as coaches, we are are literally big supporters, cheerleaders, and trainers in that regard, like personal trainers, to help you through your transformation process. That's the whole entire point. And everything that Dea has been saying today is all about that exact point, is literally being there for helping shift the mindset and coming to these aha moments, these edges that she's mentioning in that fact, and then realizing that there's no turning back and taking full, dramatic, radical Accountability for your actions and playing an active role in your life, not just sitting idly, idly by, you know, in the in the spectator sports of your own life while it happens before you. And these are the kind of things that literally you'll gain and garner from being with. Thea. she's amazing, and she'll help out and assist in any way, shape, or form. She's absolutely phenomenal, and if you get a chance to go to any of her content, anywhere from her podcast. Um, to any of her Instagram links or anything else or here now in the future where you get a chance to see her or you get a chance to hear her wonderful voice on the podcast. Um, I hope there's been so many nuggets of wisdom that uh, everyone gets a chance to take home. So uh, where.
1: Thank you so much for your kind words. And I, and I did want to say something to encourage
0: the listeners
1: Okay. Yep. because on behalf of everyone that has anyone who has enough courage to look for help to look for assistance i want you to know that in the moment that you make that decision that you're going to look for help because you know that you need some kind of change you have already shifted you've already shifted to the intentional place to the place that if you're seeking better if you're seeking healing it starts with desire that desire puts you in the category of already shifting okay our hearts are, when when we seek healing, our hearts are constantly in the process of mending. Hmm. Even for those of us, all of us have had, probably if not all of the people that I know that coach have come, there are coaching, have come from a place of a broken heart at some point in time, right? So yeah. the process of, of healing, the process of change is ongoing. Hmm. Keep in mind that there is no final destination. It's a journey. It's step by step you can move forward you can grow learn heal and change changing is a byproduct of growth okay yeah. so it's not like you know when you decide that you need help and you reach out to someone like coach adam or myself you're already in the place of shifting and then with your desire to to grow and your humility Right. Think about this. Evolving is more about emotional humility than anything else. You're still going to repeat. I, I saw this in a in a um in, in I think it might have been on Instagram. I saw a post that someone posted that says you either evolve or you repeat. And although that is true, I want yep. people to know that evolving involves some repetition. Amen. You may repeat it. And every time you repeat it, you might see something different. You see, this is what growth is. Is, yep. Yes, you're going to maybe kind of repeat the same patterns. No one is going to change all at once. It's going to be gradual. And so repeating may show you that, well, I'm not doing that. I mean, I kind of am, but I did change that. It gives you a sort of awareness, a kind of a different perspective and an opportunity to take another look at the areas that you need to continue to work on. And that's okay, as long as you keep on pressing forward. I think with emotional humility, which involves accountability, and responsibility. I think everyone is capable of achieving, um, you know, just a better place to be, a, a new way of living, living from a new narrative. And I encourage you, I'm going to change the word to I urge you not hmm. to think of perfection. Okay. I urge all of my clients when we're dealing with relationships to strive to achieve the place of healthy communication. Okay. only because healthy communication, it's not about perfection. It's actually about embracing the imperfections. And when we become comfortable in accepting that everyone is not going to have the same mindset and be the exact same, but we can agree, we can be in agreement. That doesn't mean we agree with everything. Being in agreement doesn't mean you agree with everything. It just means that you agree to disagree. You agree to compromise. You agree to yield to the other and this goes for everything not just relationships with your partner but anybody at work family dynamics anything right. so give yourself a pat on the back if you have decided to reach out even watch a podcast or watch a video or read a book even if you're not ready and you don't think therapy or counseling or coaching is for you there's a lot of help available out there I always say if you don't feel like you can go talk to someone just google it <laughs> Yeah. I'm not spayed by Google to say this, yeah. but it could be any kind of search engine for that matter. Anything right. that you can find, whether it be a book, or a podcast, or yeah. a video, or even on social media, there are a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff available. So just you know, keep on trying.
0: Amen. Amen. We drawn to our universes so eloquently spoken in the sense of what we are, not just what we want, but also what we are. And if, so, if to days point. If you are attracting into your life motivational topics, podcasts and ideas, thought leaders in this capacity like DIA, you, then you're already resonating at that frequency. That's what she's saying. You're already there. It's like when you're reaching for the, dot, the actual dial, the knob inside your car to find a radio station of something that you wanted to hear, and then you'll, you find it when you know it, you were looking for it already. You're already looking for it, which means that it's already inside you. You're already at that level. Something inside you is already asking the question and asking you to come to these thought processes. So you're already in that stage. So eloquently said, I think that the premise of the entire life journey as a beginning to an end, all the way back to some sort of a hero's journey type of idea with um, is eloquently really summarized. By a rough sketch to final draft, the way you just actually threw it out there. So I'm gonna have to just say thank you for putting the entire premise of this entire type of chat with the idea for the name of the show in the first place. You just you just said it all. <laughs> you just nailed it all. So succinctly, perfect. Just with a nice bow on the very top. I could I, and that was perfect. We didn't plan that, by the way. This is just the kind of magic. No, we didn't. This is we the didn't. Kind of... We didn't. So.
1: You know, I actually was interviewed on a podcast a couple of, I would say, last week, and I was told that I was going to be sent some questions, and mm-hmm. I requested that they didn't. Okay. And they asked me why. I mean, they wanted to. I can understand people want to have it planned out and be perfect. My experience in life is that um, the best things are said while we're in it, while we're feeling it, and I think that when you don't have the questions prepared. You're much more likely to listen to the person that's interviewing you to understand what they're asking you, as opposed to what you think they might be. You know, are they? Why are they asking this? And why? You know, it, it, it'll make my mind go into a spin if I have to think so much about because I'm a woman, right? And women we generally overthink. So I prefer to just let it let it flow. Let's just go with it. And and on that thought, on that note, I wanted to point out something. I know we spent a lot of time emphasizing about mindset. Yeah. And um, yeah. materialism, we, we, we spoke briefly about, but I wanted to also point out that I don't think a being materialistic is necessarily a bad thing, okay? Yeah. Having yeah. some aspects of material, now, anything in excess, of course, is not great, right? Ideally, we would have a balance. And you may be someone like myself who, you know, I'm spiritual, I'm down to earth, but I like things. You know, it's okay to like things. It's okay to want to have things of quality, good things. That's okay. That's a part of my abundance mindset. I don't operate from scarcity ever. And even when I had less, I still didn't feel like I had nothing. You see what I mean? So when a person is comfortable with looking at abundance from a place of all of my needs are met. They can have it all and they can have nothing. It doesn't change who they are. So your mindset should stem from a place of your identity. And I think the materialism can be an aspect of that identity. It's just, you can be, I mean, you could have material things, just don't have materialism have you, right? Don't become what can be somewhat of a perception, right? Um, That's why it's so important to find yourself. I just wanted to point that out. But um, I do see that, you know, it's it's important to to flow like you use that word a couple of times. And I liked it because that's something that I use a lot. I said, let's just flow. Let's just let's just go with it. See what happens. Right.
0: Just be real. Be raw. Let it flow. Just just be authentic. Let it be right. That's yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's if anything, it's one of the things that um, you had mentioned that you would we had connected back on. Instagram. I think it was one of the biggest things that drew me into you. So for anyone listening as well, that doesn't know you as well, that's coming from my channel, but I think by now I've, I've shared enough love on there that they know who you are. Um, so this is be another chance for them to see you in, in action. Your authenticity speaks louder than words in that truest sense, like it, who you are, you show up in an authentic way. And that's a recommendation. Any of these things that we're actually sharing with one another here also is for the benefit of the audience is that we encourage in that regard, we do our best to model the behaviors to be authentic and be vulnerable. We've been through the muck, we've been through the stuff, and we're, we're here to be a guiding light the best that we can in that sense. And it's not that we, again, just to reiterate it, that we don't ever think that there's somehow a difference in the, in the experiences. It's just more the fact that we are in the spot where we are doing the coaching, the training in that regard. But it, we we also get coaching also. This is something I touched on even in the podcast with uh, with Lulu. Like as a, as a personal trainer, taking a step back to use an analogy for anyone even just listening to this, I still get trained by somebody in that regard. There, the work is never done. So showing up authentically and being someone who is imperfectly working on themselves. Again, if we were perfect, we've shared this before, we'd be somewhere else, right? Um, and in the meantime, we're working on it. And that's the whole entire point. And it's not perfection. It's that we're working towards our progress, just like you had mentioned before. And it's, it's a journey. It's not a one and done. It couldn't be. Life is an entirely lived experience. And like you were saying before, with the, with the repetition that happens sometimes, it will. It comes by, again, the ups and the downs. And we'll sit there and we think, and I know this is relatable for everyone out there. I thought I conquered this thing. I thought I was done with. X, Y, or Z. I thought I beat that habit. I thought that person or that type of person was no longer attractive to me. All these things that we really do deal with on a regular basis because we're human It's not that you've taken a seat back. it's not that you've taken 10 steps back. It's not that you've fallen off the wagon. It's, it's nothing in that sense and in those colloquial terms. It's literally revisiting it so that you can actually see whether or not you've overcome it. That's what life will do. and as it get, it just like music, like the vibrations, it'll get lower and lower in volume to eventually you won't hear it anymore and you know that you really have passed that point. It's a beautiful process. So wherever you are at, keep on enjoying. It's, it's going to happen and it's all right. So we are coming to the last few minutes that we've got left I'm going to leave it as an open floor in the sense of just add what you would like. And then we're going to wrap this up with uh, reminding the audience where the socials are, where they can find you, um, the amazing things that you've done and that you're working on currently that they can look forward to finding on the podcast episodes to come. And you always have amazing guests as well that you're connecting with through your Instagram account, through the lives. So I want to make sure that everyone's making uh, time to go find coach Dia and look her up and make sure that you're following her to get the content that's coming down the pipeline. Even if you find this video a year from now, she won't be done. She's never going to stop. So she's changing lives for the rest of her life. I know that for a fact. So where would you like to leave us at? That is a
1: very good question. You know, I was thinking as you're speaking, I'm thinking,
0: Hmm. Um,
1: You know, I like to, to, to say that um, imagine if Imagine if you were placed in a dark forest in front of a body of water Hmm. and you were told that you had to get to the other side of that body of water and you really didn't know what you should do. You did know, though, that under that body of water, there were rocks and you were told that you would step on those rocks to, to get to the other side. Um, thing is that when you pick your foot up, that first rock in front of you would light up and you would take that step. And then when you lifted the other foot, that other rock would light up and you, and so on and so forth until you got to the other side. Imagine that when you get to the other side, everything that you need and some of the things you want might be there, but everything you need will be there to trust that journey Trust that when you're willing to take a step, when you're willing to um, advance, when you're willing to grow, when you're willing to learn, Mm. um, when you're willing to be vulnerable, that the path will light up before you. Those stones that are before you in a completely dark path, on a body of water, in a place that might be unknown to you, knowing that what's on the other side is meant for you, it will light up. But it will light up only if you're willing to take the steps. Mm. So take the steps. Take the steps afraid. Take the steps not knowing what way it's going to turn out. Take the steps. Because everything that you need will be on the other side. And maybe even some things you want. Okay? The, the most important part of my journey that I think, even in, in amidst pain, amidst unknown, was... The moment that I desired transformation, not change, but transformation. And for me to get to a place of transformation, it required for me to see beyond what I was able to see and realize that there is something greater than myself. There was a destiny and something that I'm meant to do here on earth. That is my purpose. That was far beyond what I could imagine. And if only I was willing to let it happen. If only I could see myself completely transformed, at least hope for that transformation that I was going to achieve that place. None of us can do it alone. Don't go alone. Ask for help. Find the people. Find your tribe. Get the support. You know, try to connect with people. A lot of people are going through some of the things you're going through.
0: Hmm.
1: Connect. We're here to connect. And that's what I wanted to share. Well,
0: there we go. There's no better way. To, to end it on a high note so all i'll simply do is kindly and lovingly request that you remind people where to find you and uh, we'll wrap this episode up with a big bow and a happy smile so where can people find you
1: the easiest place to find me is on instagram at coaching with DEA. DEA spells d-e-a and um send me a dm I've often post about, you know, how you can connect. You can find me on Google as well at Coaching with Dea. And um, that's the best way to find me. There is a link tree on my bio. You can click on there and see my social media and my contact information. Okay. Perfect. And thank you for having me. This was amazing. Thank you so much. I was so happy when you invited me to be a part of it. Um, You know, the beauty about connecting, right, with with you and with, other coaches that I've been connecting with is to know that there's such a joy in in the rhythm of helping other people, right? We all share that same passion. We are happy to work with people. We're, and so much that I learned from my clients, it's unbelievable. You know, I have a set of clients that are younger than my children. Uh, and I forgot to disclose that I'm a mom of five, just in case you're wondering, oh, how does she do all this? I'm a mom of five. I just turned 58. I'm a COVID survivor. I'm a grandmother. And even in my clients, my younger clients, the younger crowd, I learned so much about things that even as I was parenting my kids, you know, wow, I wish I knew that then. So it's been a real gift to work with everyone. So thank you so much for having me as a guest. This
0: has been amazing. Same Pleasure is about. And I'm sure the audience will love you. Leave a comment down below for Dia. And I'm reminding the audience, as they have reminded me, leave a like and a comment and give it a share if you can. It really helps us out as we're growing. I I feel so strange actually having to say that, but it's fun because it's like a YouTube podcaster thing to have to, to start to say. Um, you'll learn about me more in the audience dia knows this i'm I'm much more modest and humble than i think most individuals actually really do know at the very beginning so this is i'm pushing myself all the time with the great supports like great coaches like lulu like dia like others and this is our family we're growing a coaching family for healing and transformation so thank you again so much for being a part of this most of this is because of you again. So I'm going to give you that and that's now recorded forever. And everyone's going to remember that, that you actually have been a part (laughs) of this. So thank you. All right. That concludes our episode. Thank you so much. dear. Cheers. Stop.